welcome to episode number 36, Real Estate Podcast. I'm, I'm here with Adam. I'm here with Griffin. And uh, this week we watched uh, of our uh, DC-a-thon, I guess you could say, whatever you want to call it. Building up to Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. So we watched uh, Man of Steel this week. And I'm sure, I mean, it's a movie that we've all seen, obviously, seen it because there's enough people bitching about it. But anyway, <laughs> I kind of wanted to do this uh, a little differently. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I found an article. I found a couple of articles. Uh, like, normally, whenever we do this, we talk about, <clears throat> like, we go through kind of the plot, parts of the movie, this, that, the other, whatever. And we just kind of hit the high notes and, and kind of things. Well, this one, I want to hit the high notes from some, some other people. That okay, are yeah. They complain about the movie to see if we can bring some, you know, bring some, some of our own logic into the situation. So um, it's just one article that I've, I, I found a bunch of them, but they all say pretty much the same things. Uh, this one's called from the shiznit.com. CEO.UK, and uh, it's 10 um, dumbest things about Man of Steel. So we can hit the um, high notes here by running through this list and see what we uh, we can all comment as we go, I guess you could say, right? Yeah. Works for Yeah. Agree, because, I mean, disagree. Well, I mean, let's just start this off before we do that by saying, like, everybody shit all over this movie. Everybody. I mean, it's like they took the the case that you bought it in and wiped their ass with it. You know, it was, and I I never understood why because when I went I went to the movies and I walked out and I was that was that was great. And then even the people that was stupid, it was horrible. And I'm like, did we watch the same movie? You know. Um. And then like we talked about back in the day, and we all came to the same conclusion that it was. Widely overlooked. Everybody thought about it because, like I said, they shit all over it. So, um, hold on. Okay, so this movie came out. Man, it still came out in 2013, of course. So it came off like the Hill, the Dark Knight trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, kind of the idea going into this, especially, was. Nolan co-wrote Man of Steel. Uh, I think the idea that um, Nolan was kind of special at the time, and that's why this movie kind of meant more so to me than a lot of people took it, because, like, I always felt like Knight was a lead-up before Heath Ledger and all that stuff happened. It was kind of a lead-up to um, Dark Knight. Like, Nolan was going to have his Dark Knight trilogy, then they were going to do Superman, which was Man of Steel. And then they were going to have them come together with Batman versus Superman. But it was going to be more of a take, a traditional take on the story of the source material. You know what I mean? So like, um, Man of Steel, more so than Dark Knight, any of those, Batman Begins, any of that, it was building to more. And if did, and nobody realized it at the time until the movie announced was Batman v Superman, right? So I always... I noticed that everything that people had a problem with, 
there's a reason that it's there, in my opinion, and we'll, which we'll hit all them. There's a reason that it's there. It's it's because it's universe building, and I don't think people realize that at the time. And I I hope they do now. Still don't get it. You know what I mean? Sure. I, I don't know, but that's just my whole ramble on it for a second because. I mean, of course, I review it and, you know, do well, all that I stuff. I mean, you know, it's, it's like the, the Batman versus Superman movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Same thing happened. Chris, shit all over like, it. It's a very, uh, I don't know, it seems like it's a, I'll put it this way. Man is still, I think, if it's at the point where there's still a debate on that movie, that means it did something right, I think. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's like if we were doing this back in 20, same thing, the same conversation back then. But now, you know, we're doing it now because why not? Because it's still a movie, you know. And. Go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, go ahead. No, man, you're good because I'm into it, but go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm really just echoing a lot of your sentiments, man, like. Me personally, and I could, I mean, within the superhero genre, I think this is one of the only, if not a handful of the superhero films where when I'm watching it, it's the movies, the, the movie's more spectacle than narrative speaking. But I mean, there's it, the narrative is there. To me, I don't think there's anything wrong with the movie. Right. And it's, like I said, it's one of those few that I can sit and watch. Like, it's, it's. I mean, it's... It's I can. For, for lack of better words, it's superhero. Yeah. It is, to me, it's like to a T. It doesn't, it doesn't try to be a super... It doesn't try to be a psychological horror film with superheroes or it doesn't try to be or none of that. It's just a solid adventure action movie. Yeah. Well, and and that's a good point because think about, all right, they took a espionage thriller and turned it into Captain America Civil War. They took a World War II movie and turned it into Captain America. You know, they took a a heist movie and turned it into Ant-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. they're pulling all their punches from other genres and just heroes into it. Like out of pretty much all of them. I mean, maybe the first Iron Man movie, you know, but other than that, this is just a superhero movie for superhero sake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is like in the movie, in the movie itself, like or Cal gets told by his father that he's, you know, like when it gets to the point where his hologram points out to him that you're 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 far you're more far along than I could have thought. Yeah. Like, and it's almost like because since it's his consciousness, they're still talking to him in a weird, you know, that weird type of way. Yeah. And he tells him he's like, you know, you're straight up, you're you're this force for good. Yeah. And well, I don't know how 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 much more superhero you could get than that. Like that's, and it, and the thing that I feel that runs through this movie, and where a lot of people give it shit, perfection of what is supposedly a perfect superhero, the perfect uh, stand up, 
you know, like 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 early depictions of him in the comics. He is the ideal hero. He, you know, there's no killing. There's no, you know, he's he just he does away with the bad guy. Hope and inspiration for all the young kids. All that stuff. Right. In this movie, we have a Superman that has the ability to be perfect, but because of his human upbringing and because of that human trait that's been put on him tony and heritage it creates that flaw in him that mean that makes him just as imperfect as the rest of humanity and with his you know whenever he's walking out and he's getting the whole rundown from his dad as to why he's super strong why he has his powers and all that stuff um uh, i'm losing my thought here <laughs> like yeah. it, it's it's the idea that he he tells him to give humanity an ideal to strive for. Yeah. He can present himself that way to the world, but still strive for it as, as the character. Right. <clears throat> I see exactly what you're saying there. Um, well, my, my thing about I've got the two parallels of the father figure. You mm-hmm. have, the, you have Jonathan Kent side of it, who, and right, I'm trying to think of what the last thing I said was uh, something about something Kent, someone Kent, not, not Clark Kent, but I guess his dad. Yeah, Jonathan. Uh, the thing. Yeah. So, um, well, you have you have the two different father figures. You have the the Jonathan Kent side of the stuff where, um, you know, he's human and he is basically um, raising Cal L the best the best that he can, considering he what he knows he's capable of, and like. Trav said he kind of instills a little bit of a little bit of like fear and unknown into him as a child growing up because like he's right. Think about it. Like if the government found out that someone like this existed, they would show up and like you know. Oh, he would be he would be black bagged. You never hear of a weapon for sure. Yeah. So I mean, he he was in the right to do that to it. See, that's where. I think that's where the the line that's where the line blurs for a lot of people because people want the Superman that's like a hundred percent sure of himself that is uh, all powerful and completely good. But I mean, the reality of the situation is Jonathan was was kind of preparing him for what the kind of the worst that humanity has to offer in a way. But on the the flip side of that, you have um, Jor-El, his birth father, even though they don't interact much, is basically saying, like, look, you have this extraordinary gift. He said, you can be the savior that these people need because you have the abilities that they don't have, you know? And he kind of inspires more hope in him than than Jonathan ever did. So you, it takes both of those father figures, in my opinion, to – to have a Superman even exist. You know what I mean? Uh, that's just my... I, with us talking about it, um, if you think about it, Jonathan Kent and Jor-El, they kind of show you, they kind of bookend where Superman's starting and where he's going to be. Yeah. Because, like, with the whole idea that this is the start of, a, you know, a, you know the, the cinematic universe, you know, 
it would be stupid to have the Superman we want and are hoping or had hoped that they had gotten right out the gate. From then on, what kind of character development could he have? Yeah, right. How could he hold up with the rest of the story when he's already he's already sure he's going to save the day? He's already, you know, there's nothing that's going to stop him. He's not pushing his limits, which is one of the the cool things about at least reader man is seeing him push his boundaries and seeing him like almost almost like almost the equivalent of the Hulk. The Hulk is as strong as whatever he's facing. And the same goes with Superman. Superman just, he has no limit. Yeah. And, I mean, and I know I'm kind of veering off to him and uh, when I'm thinking more physical strength. But also, with that, it's going to come the mentality and the confidence and all the good-natured, like, hopeful, inspiring aspects that people wanted that may not necessarily have gotten that, which I feel we get it more towards the end. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, well, all right. So on this list, we have I'm going to do them in reverse because, like, that's the way they're listed, kind of, you know. And where did you pull the list from? The shiznet.co.uk. Yeah. Yeah, you said, okay. So number 10, Russell Crowe has a pet dragon on Krypton. Who thought this was a good idea? So this was the number 10 complaint on this, right? All right. And now what does that have to do with anything, though, for real? Like, why does that even matter to someone? For real. That was my first question. <laughs> that was my why question. does that bother anyone? I don't, dude, I have no clue. I, I, I mean, there's Krypton does not exist in reality. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they can have whatever the hell they want to have on that planet, right? Because it's not a real place. Exactly. Well, well breaking that down to me, <laughs> I feel like if if we're gonna, if we're gonna look at it, if we're gonna have to make something out of nothing, um, I think that Same it was man. just an example to sh- to show the audience that despite how advanced and civilized Krypton was or how, you know, how advanced their civilization was, there was still a level of animal husbandry that was still prevalent in that, on that planet. And we're talking about another planet that had a completely other evolutionary chain. And it's, you know, who's not to say that a hundred some odd years from now, when there's, you know, Futurama tubes kept connecting us everywhere. Who's to say there's still not somebody on horseback somewhere? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, is it really that far-fetched? The fact that it had wings and could fly? I mean, we're talking about, like you said, Griffin, a planet that doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... It sounds that, to that, me like they they were just like, I gotta find something. Yeah, I gotta find something for number I gotta ten. Find something, I gotta find something. Yeah. Oh, the dragon. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's it's it, to me, it's it's almost like bait to get a, a ridiculously nerdy response like the one I just gave. <laughs> well, I mean, that's I mean, if you, I mean, honestly, that's what I feel like it is. 
Um, yeah. I mean, and I, I personally, I thought the Krypton sequence was cool. I think that was a hell of a way to open a movie, that's for sure. Yeah, I enjoyed all the Krypton stuff. And people people complain, not on this, but a lot of people complain that, oh, they spend too much time there. I'm like, but think about it. Like, in the world we live in, you, you can't open the movie by his, his ship just floating through space. Well, because like, then everybody's going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Where's he so, from? If they... If they didn't spend that much time, people would have bitched and said they spent enough time. Yeah, exactly. People went in well, I mean, to that movie. No, no. People went into that movie like, we're going to hate this. Yeah. No matter how good it is, no matter how much we like it, secretly, <laughs> we're going to hate it. So we, got we already talked mad shit about it. We got to back it up. Yeah, yeah. Everybody hated it. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into that, that whole hating it before you go into it when we do Batman v Superman. Um, for sure. So, uh, number nine is the, uh, Superman Christ comparison. Um, so basically there's a lot to be said about the Christ imagery in Superman returns, but by God, is this so much worse from Jonathan Kent's, uh, frequent speeches about Clark Kent being sent here for a reason and leading the way to his floating crucifix pose as he left Zod's spaceship. Man of Steel has one hell of a Messiah complex. And no, I don't think Soup specifically mentioning that he is 33 is a coincidence either. Far from just being a little bit preachy though, this Christ-like comparison causes several problems. The main one being that Superman is apparently going to show us the way and guide us towards hope. And he ultimately does this by snapping Zod's neck. Whether or not you care about this seems out of place for the Superman character we all know. Certainly doesn't bode well for any hero who spends the entire film learning about how he should be leading by example. Okay. So. All right. It's always been a Christ-like story, right? In a way. Kind of. I mean... Superman's the savior. But more so Christ than Moses, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because think about it. They put Moses in the in the little boat. They sent him down the river. You know, they don't have yeah. that whole... They don't have the There's whole... There's no virgin birth here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's more of a Moses situation to me, but I see what they're saying. But at the same time, like, okay, um, Superman is going to show us, show us the way and guide us towards hope by ultimately snapping Zod's neck. Like, first of all, they, they hit that whenever, uh, Jonathan Kent tells him like, maybe, you know, whenever he saves the kids yeah. on the bus, he's like, well, maybe like, you have to let some people go, you know, he does it in reference to protect himself and his identity. But I think that the message kind of transfers to different situations though. You know, like sometimes the greater good, you have to do what you have to do, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, if there's only, you know, if there's only one way to end the situation and at that time, I mean, think about it. Superman hasn't been Superman long. He doesn't know how to stop Zod. He doesn't know how to Superman. Yeah, exactly. He don't Superman on a daily basis. No. Yet, you know? So, like, how does you gotta he learn stop to crawl him? before you can walk? Yeah, exactly. 
I don't know. The Christ-like comparisons, like, I see it and I get it. But for the sake of this argument, I'm just like. I have never, that's never crossed my mind. Not really? one time. No. You didn't, you didn't get any Christ-like comparisons when you watched He's it? He's Superman. <laughs> right? What about you, Trav? Christ-like comparisons? I mean, it was there, but did it affect my enjoyment? No, not not really, not at all. Yeah. I mean, did they purposely do that or something? Maybe. Well, I feel like I feel like it, it, it obviously did. Uh, I didn't yeah, think I, it any like well, not one time while I was watching Superman, Man, Man of Steel, did I say, "Oh." Jesus. Yeah, not one time. <laughs> well, I didn't think about it either until I watched this or read this list. You know what I mean? I was just like, because, I mean, he was, they sent him there not knowing what he's going to become. They sent him there to like, and, and, and I mean, Jor-El. They sent him there to die for everybody's sins, did they? No, well, but Jor-El sent him there because he wanted him to live. Just the fact that he could become stronger and help save people, that's kind of like a good bonus to tack on to the end, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, he's, he's, he explains to him that, like, he he wanted to be, you know, he wanted to be the bridge between two civilizations. He wanted to kind of help them, steer them from the path that Krypton went. Yeah. But by the time everything happens and by the time they get on Zod's Zod ship, you know, Cal's, or not Cal, but Jor-El's observation of that, you know, breaks it to where finally he tells him, he goes, you can, you can save every one of these people, dude. Like, you're, you're that powerful. Yeah. It's just kind of a reassuring moment whenever that happens to where, like, well, it, it builds to the – to me, it would build to the the confident Superman that we're wanting. It's part of that build-up to that. Right. Yeah. And when – you know, and I feel like – I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, him exiting that ship like he did, I don't think that was meant to be anything more than just a cool, cool display. Drift out and do it. Yeah. Let's do the damn thing, you know? like Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Zack Snyder was sitting back there. It's like, let's see how many Jesus. Let's drop the Messiah on them. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, and also, if you really want to break it down frame by frame, you know, if this is pretty much the last time he's ever going to see his father, I think he would just kind of slowly drift out and just keep looking at him. Yeah, right. Which is what he, which is what he fucking did till he, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Ah, uh, that's it's, it's kind like, of far reaching. Nit, yeah, nit, nitpicky, nitpicky questions end up getting nitpickier answers. Yeah. So I mean, well, gotta find something. Yeah, yeah, gotta find to something back up that you know six months of bitching. Yeah. So um, the seven and eight one is kind of the same. There's a, they're just bitching about the movie, writing in general. But about uh, the one uh, number eight is the it's coming through the RSS feeds as the line from the movie. They're saying that it's the worst lines of 2013, um, because apparently 
they're complaining because there needed to be a reason why Zod or how Zod is taking control of everything. But does the RSS feeds control like the television stations? You know what I mean? I think we're dealing, I think it's just classic. It's just, it should be the classic understanding that any kind of alien ship, and it's been done more over time and time again, with other sci-fi films. And it's just the idea that if something can reach our planet from space, it's clearly going to have the technology to toy with our stuff. Yeah, you don't want to fuck with it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I mean, do you really need an explanation other than fucking aliens? No. I mean, there's a lot more going on in the film than the just learning the machinations of it all. Right. Um, so, I mean, I mean, some of that gets addressed. I I mean, I feel like for plot, but most of it, I think like the thing with these super, or at least with the DC movies is it relies on the viewer to just kind of just go along with it. Yeah. As with, I think the traditional movie experience is, you know? Yeah. You got to surrender. Um, and then number seven is the black hole thing about, you know, if they crash the, the ship into it, it'll cause a singularity and then it'll create a black hole. And they're talking about just the conversation that the, the, uh, Dr. Hamilton and general Swanswick, Swanwick have back and forth about the dialogue basically, which, you know, I didn't have a problem with it. I think it came off natural in the moment whenever I watched the movie, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, number six is flying space traveling alien aliens fight within a three block radius. So apparently, according to this article here, they're saying that um, the final showdown between Superman and Zod is a fast paced battle that sees the pair using their super speed and flight to zip across the screen at every angle, throwing each other into distant skyscrapers, dragging each other through buildings, and at one point flying up in the air and into space, and yet they always return to pretty much the same exact spot in Metropolis. Did y'all feel that way? No. <laughs> I mean, I never felt like they wound up in the same spot. Nah, this is, they this were... is just a motherfucker right here. Like, Yeah, right. Um. Not only does this make no... What does that even mean? They end up in the same spot. They're saying that they fight. They they started... By the time they hit the satellite and they come back down to Earth, why is it that they land back in Metropolis? that's where they fucking went. Like, no, that's where no. the fight was happening. Like That's where they went. No, they, they meant that like whenever... Uh, Zod shows up and takes his armor off and him and Superman first start fighting where Lois and Perry and everybody else were. And then they would go, they're saying that they go off and fight and then they wind up right back there and then they go off and fight again and they wind up right back there. Then they go through a skyscraper and they wind up. I didn't get that at all. No, no. What I, what I took, what I took from it is the fact that Zod, was trying to kill as many people in the process or better yet he was trying to kill superman but 
made absolutely no, you know, he didn't care what, what was killed in, in the Fuck process. this city. Yeah, save the day. I mean, at one point he they even tells him, I'm going to, you know, he even goes at one point into telling him that, you know, he's going to kill everyone around him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that that's number five, where he says that, uh, where Zod tells him there's only one way this ends, either you die or I die. They're, and that's just they're 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 bitching about the dialogue there, which in the in the moment is natural. When you take it out of context, it sounds fucking stupid, of course. But when you're watching, well, I mean, movie, how many how many real life arguments sound fucking stupid when you pick stuff out of context? I mean, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's these are all very petty arguments. Yeah, it's not like he said. Earth's not big enough for the both of us. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. I mean, Stallone saying that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and you know, it, I know we've still got a week to go before we tackle the mountain that is Martha. But like, I mean, it's the arguments for these DC movies to me are part of that that trend that that trend in a lot of social criticisms that have been building up over the past decade or so. And the way everyone wants to have this sharp tongue wit to what they say about things. And I feel like movie reviews are just, it's open. It's open season for them. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent, man. Cause I mean, you know, it's like, it's like an author, um, an author that'll sit and dwell on a topic for chapters on end. Um, you know, it's to me, it's the same thing with people going on about something maybe they didn't particularly like or something that they just wanted to pick at a cheesy moment in a film. And then they take and they just long windedly exaggerate how bad it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just I feel like it's it's just it's part of that trend that I don't know. I, I've always kind of like filed it under like McFarlane. Humor. Like, oh, Seth McFarlane? I thought you yeah, was talking like, Todd McFarlane. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that McFarlane to, like, style humor. Where, Asshole humor. Yeah. yeah. Prick. And I feel like that, 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 whole, that whole trend has bled out into everything. Like, well, I'm sure it's always, it's always been there. That satirical tinge to stuff has always been around. It's the guys that go to the mall but, and bitch about the food court. But it's more prevalent now in today's society for sure. Yeah. Well, what do you think family guy for that? Um, <laughs> so number well, I mean, four. I mean, I mean, you know, obviously we won't blame just that, but I feel like that's the, that's I know what you mean by example. that. Yeah. No, I get it. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, there's there's probably way better examples out there, but it's definitely one of the first that come to mind for me, at least. Nah, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Trav. <laughs> With that, <laughs> that's t-shirt worthy. You know, yeah. um, I'd wear that on a t-shirt. Who let this McFarlane in here? You know, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he's a real McFarlane. Instead of MacGuffins, we have McFarlanes. Yeah. Um, number four is. Uh, Perry White kills the best story he's ever had because all right, Adam Travis, you are both um, award-winning journalists at this, you know, 
paper and you guys go out and happen to find an alien and you bring it into me as your editor and I'm going to be like, get the fuck out of my office now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's right. be, yeah, let's be real for a second. Like, of course he's going to be like, uh, uh-uh. there is no way that we're going to be able to cover a story over something that you think that you saw. Like, I'm going to have to have proof. You're going to have to interview the guy, maybe sleep with him, you know? Yeah. That's up to y'all too. But well, think know. of all think of all the real world events that have transpired that we haven't that we haven't learned until after it's yeah. happened. That's fake um, news. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> well, I mean, you know I know there are examples, but like I'm trying to I'm trying to figure one off the top of my head. Well, like, for instance, you know, you'll have to edit edit the fuck out of this, Adam. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I'm going to let it ride. Yeah, let it ride. I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, think think of, like, disasters that have happened that have been covered, and they make it, you know, there's things that happen that get no coverage that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But an alien, anything, anything from, you know, a natural disaster to, but but that but that's where I'm getting at. If if stories like, you know, groups of people being slaughtered by the hundreds of thousands that doesn't make world headlines and stuff like on a daily basis, like stuff like that that needs to know that people should know and be concerned with, you know, if they won't even cover that stuff. Or the things that maybe they, you know, and, 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 you know, grab your ten full hats. You know, the things that go on in our world that people aren't aware of that should know. And things, you know, subject matter that isn't allowed to be t- talked about on air. Because, I mean, you can you can find it if you, you know, take the time on the Internet. You know, there's there's guidelines to what broadcasters are allowed to talk about. Right. You can't You can't break a certain status quo that's there. And, you know, I highly doubt we'll ever, you know, hear hear about any of the more ridiculous things that go on in our world. Yeah. So with that said, you know, it makes sense that he would deny that. Never mind the fact that, you know, who the, you know, who, who you, you couldn't find a paper around here at all that would publish that in the real world. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, if if you go to any respectable news source with a story like that, they're going to be like, no, get out of here. Like, you're crazy. I mean, they'll throw it They'll throw it under the entertainment column at best. No, nah, I probably won't get printed at all unless you're the National well, Enquirer. That's what yeah, I, was I mean, say. Unless, unless, National Enquirer unless type shit. Unless you're these more entertainment-style newspapers that's just for entertainment value and nothing else, not for information. Right. So, I mean, I mean, naturally, yeah. Right. And, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, what if the events of Superman were not ha- happening and they publish the paper and it just completely ruins their reputation and their careers and their livelihood? I mean, I know we're getting pretty deep about some characters that don't fucking exist, but... That's what we do. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we do. Um, So, number three, 
Zod finds Earth through unequivocal signs. Because, all right, so in the in the movie, they they got put into the Phantom Zone, right? Yeah. Okay, so whenever Krypton blows up, it kind of releases them from the Phantom Zone. Okay. All right, and then Zod explains to to Superman that whenever you found the ship, that the Kryptonian ship that was on Earth and activated the ship, it sent out a distress beacon. That's unequivocal signs. All Is right. It? <laughs> Is it? Well, I mean, once somebody again, had a problem think, with that. Yeah, I, I'm sick of this fucking list. <laughs> well, I mean, if we must, we have to once again file it under advanced. They're fucking technology. this movie up, though. Like, it. Well, I mean, advanced technology that doesn't exist or that we can't understand, and never mind the fact that what if when the ship landed because. If we look, if you watch the fucking movie, you'll see that there's a hatch that's open amongst the dead hatches that have all the, you know, corpses. Unequivocal sign. So someone, <laughs> so someone got, so someone got the fuck out. Yeah. Well, what if, as it went off, it, you know, they were trying, they were trying to send people back because you got to think as well. When his father's explaining him what. How Kryptonian, how their civilization expanded, and all that stuff. They sent millions of scout ships out into space. One so happened to land on yeah. Earth. Uh, Zod, is, Zod is even mentioned as saying when him and his team were trying to find what they could after they got out of the Phantom Zone. You know, a lot of the places were inhospitable. They died. Blah blah blah. When they Found the ship on Earth. The scientists on Earth said that the that the uh, the fucking uh, sh- the ice around the ship was over forty thousand years old. Yeah. And so it's been that long before Superman or long, anybody like. Yeah. So who's to say the environment they built the on pyramids. forty thousand years ago was hospitable to these creatures? Yeah, or well, I mean, this alien race. Yeah, but I, mean, not a, I think it's the what? But not only that, like, if you have, if, all right, if you are the supreme leader, you launch a bunch of ships out into the cosmos to terraform. Why would you not fit the ship with some kind of distress call? Right? I mean, that's normally I mean, ships that's, have that's, that. That's, well, I mean, that's a no brainer. Exactly. There's a beacon. So the distress call is going to alert any Kryptonian anything, especially a spaceship. And if the spaceship is as intelligent as it should be, if it's traveling through interstellar space, it would obviously have self-assessment. Once Superman cut it back online, it would be aware that a lot of time has passed. A lot of shit has happened on board. A lot of system failures and all of the survivor hatches. So maybe a fail safe kicked in and did it. It's funny yeah. because they're not bitching like, how did it have power? <laughs> yeah, right. They're not saying that. They're just like, come on. Yeah, distress speaking, get the fuck out of here. That's the problem? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think the I'd be pissed if it didn't we, have one. I feel like the fact that we can come up with simple answers like that proves the nitpickiness of a film that's 
purely for entertainment purposes. It it's has a absolutely, movie. Yeah, it has. There's, I mean, like every. How do you know what like kind the, of technology an alien ship would have? Like, like the like the, like the thirty five films we've watched before this one, or thirty four, I think. Anyways. Oh yeah. But uh, talk about it. But anyways, with the amount of movies we've watched beforehand, not a single one of those have been a film that is meant to educate or to plausibly explain the existence of something. It's all just been sheer entertainment. And that's exactly what this movie was. And I mean, it's, I don't know. I feel like I, with this type of film, I would just talk myself in circles because I feel Um, like there's nothing you either, you either like the concept of Superman, regardless of the tone or you don't. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we'll hit number two and number one real quick. Uh, number two is basically the death toll um, about them fighting in Metropolis and how many people died and how Superman's didn't. They're saying Superman didn't seem to give a fuck, even though he's the only person trying to stop Zod from killing more people. You he know gave what I mean? a fuck. Yeah, that was that's my thing. Like he tried to stop Zod from killing. Yes, people died. Zod died. People died. He gives it's, nothing but fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're ta- we're talking about two incredibly overpowered entities battling it out on our planet. Gods. Yeah, that like, even though it's fun and that adventure and all that kind of shit and fantasy or whatever. The reality and the realism that comes into play here is that if two people with that type of abilities fought it out in a place like Metropolis, it would be catastrophic and fucking terrifying, as through the eyes of Bruce Wayne when we go into Batman versus Superman. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, because the reality is that regardless of whether it's Superman or Spider-Man, or like any from any of the more hardcore, you know, cre- you know superheroes like Spawn, to the lighthearted ones like I don't know, insert whatever lighthearted Marvel character you want to talk about. The reality is that if any of these people actually existed, battles actually existed, it would all. I mean, even on even in Marvel, even in the Marvel world, that I mean, you know, like with. With the Avenger, like with the the incident with the Avengers, that was catastrophic. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that entire city did not get evacuated. No matter how many times on screen they said, "Get these people out of here," yeah, to convey that, like people died in in, in that movie. Yeah, and a ton of people died in the DC films. That's just life, baby. With superheroes, when people you know? die. Yeah. yeah. Collateral damage. Yeah. It's just another day. I mean, and I mean, I mean, Metropolis was, for the most part, I mean, Metropolis hasn't been doing so well since Superman rolled up. Well, this was a serious that. Superman movie, too. Like, it's serious, and I you don't know? Think there's, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. Because, because never mind the fact that I get the gritty realism aspect that I've enjoyed with it, as someone who's grown up with the Superman cartoons and all that stuff and comics and what have you, 
having a, a, a darker, almost dark, a, well, a real darker tone on him, I feel like it wasn't so dark that it made it unwatchable as a family film. I mean, what do you prefer, a serious Superman or Richard Pryor Superman? Yeah, I mean, you know. Well, here's well, here's the thing. I have all of the original Christopher Reeve Superman yeah. movies as well as the the Henry Cavill. Love them. And the thing is, is I can sit down with either one, pop it in, and me, me either by myself watch them and enjoy them, or my kids can watch them. My youngest loved Man of Steel as well. You heard it here, folks. I heard it here, folks. The young one loves Man of Steel. Um, well, number one, we'll go ahead and hit that and get it out of the way. Uh, they're pissed because whenever Superman went to the Indian Ocean and fought the uh, slave, what what was it? The, uh, the slave, world engine. Yeah, Slave to the World Engine. That's a fucking album right there, you know? Slave to the World Engine? Yes. If that's not a metal album, I've never heard one before For in my real? life. But you know, like a five-figure death punch record. Uh, I don't know, man. Slave to the world. That'd be a you? good. Te- it'd be a good. It would be a good tech death. Song, be a good TED sure. talk. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they're pissed because the the world engine had a defense mechanism. You know the tentacles that came out of it. Why are they mad about mm-hmm. that? They're saying uh, as Superman leaves the people of Metropolis to fend for themselves while he flies halfway around the world to destroy a different world engine, it suddenly grows Doc Ock-like tentacles that start attacking him. But yeah. really, but really, how does this even work? Is, is the machine alive? The tentacles have apparently can apparently grow to any length and basically act like they have a consciousness so what exactly are these world engines? Robots, living metal, alien things? What do they do when they're not terraforming other planets? Why does none of this make sense? Fictional characters. Well, to me, to me, it, it always made sense because if you think about it, since the beginning of the movie, from the moment you see, from the moment you see Superman's heartbeat. Uh, it's established that Kryptonian technology has this weird material that they use for their displays and HUDs and all that kind of stuff. Um, even the type of material that's used to make the key switch thing, whatever, that they send with Clark and is used to activate all of the technology there. Um, I just took it as, you know, why not have that on a, a big-ass world engine? Well, I mean, it's a defense mechanism, though. Like I mean, that. I mean, that, never, never, never mind. You know, never mind the fact that you know it's terraforming the fucking planet. Yeah. That's the fucking argument that they have is that it grows Doc Ock tentacles. I mean, give me a break. If you can't fucking get past the fact that it's shooting waves through the planet to alter its fucking atmosphere, I mean, just shut the fucking movie off already. <laughs> right. I mean, it's pretty advanced. So. Well, spend all that money and, and make a damn world engine. You you put something in there. Well, and my thing is, is if you take the world engine to anywhere and start terraforming, whatever's living there is going to be pissed. Yeah. And they're going to try to stop it. Right. And you have That's to have true. one. You have to have one on opposite sides of this planet that they're terraforming. So unless you're going to have enough people to patrol both sides, when we saw 
in the flashbacks and all that stuff that when they sent people to these other planets, there's like four, maybe five at, at most, right? So how are you going to have two people on one world engine and two or three people on another world engine protecting it from like every living thing on that planet? You it's know impossible. what I mean? Exactly. So if you're good, if you're, civilization is advanced enough to be able to terraform a planet why would you not build a defense mechanism into it yeah exactly like why i mean that's what we would do yeah it was just trump wouldn't even let our terraform yeah we're gonna build tentacles (laughs) yeah exactly they're gonna come out they're gonna be huge like the article should be rewritten as 10 dumb arguments to say about man is still no man every single article not every one of them but 90 percent of them had all of these points on it the bad writing as they say the destruction of metropolis fighting within a one block radius superman fighting the world engine with tentacles like all of these things and the reason that i brought this up the even the uh the Jor-El flying dragon thing. Like people like Adam said, wanted to hate this movie when they went into it, they picked whatever that they could about the film to bitch about. And this is the best that they've got. Right. Which is fucking nothing. So, I mean, I mean, let's think about it. If you're pissed because of the tone of the movie, okay, I get that, okay? If you're pissed because they tried to make an alien uh, more human by ha- because he was raised by humans, I kind of get that. But at the same time, like, go watch Smallville. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, go watch that shit. All fucking 15 seasons of it. Like, they humanized the shit out of him in that, you know? It's just like, give me a break. People people were pissed because the last Superman movie wasn't that great. And then, for some reason, people don't like Zack Snyder. Why? I have no idea. Because I don't think I've seen one of his movies that I was like, that sucked. You know what I mean? Neither I mean, have I, really. No. I mean, I'm I'm going to pull it up right here. Let's, let's run through his little breakdown real quick of movies. All right? And I'm just going to do the ones that he... Directed. Okay. Uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. Good movie. 300. Wow. Watch. I don't think I've. I mean, dude, 300, dude. Remember that time span of like years where fucking. That was about all everyone talked about was how fucking good 300 was. That slow motion. Yeah. So, uh, the whole movie shot on a damn green screen. Yeah. Watchmen. Watchmen's movie. I think that movie caught a lot of hate, though. It did. But it's good. Yeah. Legend of the Guardians. I don't know this one. It's it's an animated. That's why. It's the one with the owls. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I don't know, but I mean, my my children can confirm. Made money. It. I mean, they enjoyed it. Yeah. Sucker Punch. Oh, okay. I watched that movie again recently, and I liked it the next time around. I love that movie. Yeah. I loved it. Man of Steel, Superman v. Batman, or Batman v. Superman. That's that's his direction. It's a short run, but it's all blockbusters. It's all, 
It's all quality. Quality I mean, over quantity. You know what I'm saying? Yes. All right. People, everybody loved Dawn of the Dead remake. Everybody loved 300. When Watchmen came out, it's like the fucking comic book community as a whole blacklisted him. And why? I have no idea. Because, like, the changes that he made in that story were more beneficial to people that don't know. It's for the better. Yeah, for people that haven't read the story. Because, like, the end of the Watchmen story gets fucking crazy and in kind of a dumb way. But when you're reading it in a comic book panel, it makes sense. But translating it to the screen, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we've seen this a thousand times with a thousand different things. You have to change some things because it won't translate correctly on screen. That's fucking Watchmen, you know? Great movie. Um, I don't know. I want to go ahead and rate it and give our thoughts on it. Like, you go in depth, whatever you got to do. Because I'm ready to hear it. Well, I don't it need was, to go too deep. I give the movie a full star. First time I watched it, I liked it. Uh, I don't. I really. I, I. I normally stay away from what other people say about movies, though. I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know I'm saying like, I, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. You know, that's up to me to decide. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Uh, it was just as good this go around. Hate the part where his dad died. Mm, I know. His, his stepdad, I guess you'd call him. No, not as real, you know. Because he yeah. was standing there looking at him like, why you won't know, you I let me save you? And yeah. he's like, you can't do it. It's not time. Like, I would have been like, motherfucker, you better save my ass. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. even that guy was like, no, it's not time. Like, yeah. he sacrificed himself just so Superman didn't get made and fucked with. Yeah, exactly. It's a damn shame, you know? A damn shame. Yeah, that was fucked up. That look yeah. on his face when he looks at him and shakes his head like, not right now. Yeah. They ain't ready. I don't, I don't want to talk about you it. You ain't ready. You know? <laughs> that's what they said. Like, I wasn't ready. Yeah. But uh, that's a great movie. Like, yes. It, I think it's the best Superman movie we've had. Ever? I mean, really? Yeah, come on, dude. I mean. Yeah. Christopher Reeves, you know, there's Superman movies, but not like this. No. This is a real Superman movie. Like, it's serious. It's There's a lot of shit going on. You know, there's a certain level of campiness to the old ones. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like The campiness that come with the times. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was the 70s. Yeah. It happened. Was it the 70s? Late 70s? Yeah. Yeah. And then early 80s? Yeah. That's just part of it. And then, you know, the outfit. Mm. I mean, he looks like he's going swimming, you know? <laughs> right. But uh, <laughs> it's a great movie, man. I, I don't care about what anybody else has got to say about it. I liked it. Yeah. I do own it. You know what I'm saying? That, that guts, that's part of the collection. Yeah. It's right up there with the rest of the fucking Superman movies. <laughs> and as soon as I get my hands on it, that Batman movie is going to be next to it. Superman versus Batman. Like, yeah. Collect the whole set. <laughs> I got one of each. My review. And fuck that shit we just read. <laughs> right. It had nothing to do with the movie. No. They like picked out a few scenes and was like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. What about the, what about the plot? What about the story? Like, yeah. 
people went into it hating it. I didn't know that. Uh, I forgot. I guess I forgot that he directed three hundred. Yeah, I mean he's going down in the books for that one alone. Yeah, well you know, uh, he's he's off the next one though, right? Then he stepped down. Uh, yeah, Joss Whedon took over. That's right. Yeah, and you know they they did they going in, they changed some stuff. Yeah, he went in and did a bunch of reshoots, yeah, which which we we read on the podcast here. You know we're not going to do that, but you know, yeah. You know, I mean, it was a rough time for the guy. Maybe you know, well, whatever, so. whatever Whedon's doing is for the better. Oh yeah, it's for the franchise. Well, I think that uh, they brought Whedon in there, like well, he's Snyder's, a closer. Well, and yeah, coffee's for closers. <laughs> well, Snyder, Snyder stepped down, and I think that Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, has had this bad habit, especially since Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, where they've just fucking completely taken over the projects and... Fucked them up? Yeah. Yeah, Suicide Squad? Yeah, they they did that with Suicide Squad. I'm afraid they might be doing that with Justice League. But since they're handing over to Justice League, we have a little bit more confidence in it. Yeah. I think he would walk. If he thought something was wrong or... I think, because he's got money, man. He ain't doing it for the money. He don't need money. Yeah, exactly. It ain't for that. Yeah. He would walk. He would say, no, nah, you're not going to slap my name on this fucking turd. Yeah. You're not going to fucking run my name through the mud. Like, these fucking comic book fans are fucking brutal. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, you know, you had those people, man, that as, as soon as they announced it at Comic-Con that there was going to be a Superman movie, they were like, hate it. Yeah, not on my watch. He's playing Superman? Hate it. Yeah. And I'm gonna hate it till the day I die. Haters gonna hate, man. Haters ball. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hey, I hey, give hey, a star. Hey, 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 hey. All right, what about you, Trav? Man, honestly, I think it's the best. It is probably the best superhero film in my in my honest opinion. Um, of all the ones that's come out in the past nearly 10 probably going on 20 years um it it's the one that I always see myself it's what I always see myself watching the revisit yeah it's got replay value all the time man like, you always pick shit I'll up watch- though when you watch it back again mhm uh it's just it's just a solid movie. Well, dude's a damn good Superman. Yeah, he is. He looks like Superman. And uh, I think, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, you know. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I just, I really can't say anything that Griffin hasn't already. Hell, say what you, say what you feel, brother. You got it on your mind, get it off your chest. Yeah. Well, I just feel it's just so, it's just, it's highly overrated. Not overrated, but underrated. I was about to say, damn. Um, <laughs> this, this took a turn. <laughs> this is the greatest superhero movie ever. It's, it's overrated. I'm like, what? Yeah, zero, zero stars. <laughs> Travis going to give it three stars. I can already hear it. Oh, oh, he gets a three. He gets a three. He gets a Blu-ray buy. Like, it is, 
if you want to like, if you want to find a superhero film that you can detach to and just be along for the ride, this is probably the best one to get. Did you guys watch a good copy? Oh, I've got it on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. it was clean, man. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. Like, yeah, it does. And I like uh, what's his name, Michael Shannon. Oh, he's such a badass. That's odd, man. He's got that weird eye. I will find him. Yeah. And he's got that weird, like, Beatles haircut. Yeah. What's up with the bowl cut? I don't know. I was <laughs> hoping that the Iceman would be so much better yeah. than it was. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so. He's good. He's really good on uh, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, so, I didn't like, know he, he was got, in that. Yeah, that's where he kind of got his start. Like, mm. He did a main character on there. He's really good. Like that's he's good, man. That's oh, a great all the, fucking, all the way through, dude. Oh man, that is a great show, man. Like I, I missed it, it when it went off. I was like, damn. But it's definitely <laughs> off, and it's never coming back. You know, <laughs> like they wrapped they made it up. Sure, <laughs> they like, you know, what's his name, Nucky Thompson? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, he's like, Bushy. I'll take. I want to be done with it. You know, yeah, over it. Did he Walter White it? It's over, dude. No, I mean, like, was his performance Walter White? It's good, man. It holds up there with Breaking Bad and all uh, those other shows that you're just like, God damn, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> it's good. It's real serious, though. You know, it's it's good, though, man. I mean, you know, what's not to love about, uh, you know, uh, Prohibition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's just some gangster shit, dude. Straight out of Compton? Yeah, nah, that's a little too dark. <laughs> um, you got anything else to say, Trav? We kind of got got off on a on a oh, tangent. Man, it's all <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, full star. I've got it on Blu-ray. Um, you bought it? Oh, I bought the special edition. Still book, still book, yeah. yeah. Japanese edition. Yeah, I got it. I bought it as soon as it came out. Cause, dude, this all right. This is the best Superman movie. This is he is the best Superman. Um, he's my Superman. Yes, uh, Kevin Costner as uh, Jonathan Kent was the best casting choice of ever. He is so good. There's so many. There's so many parts in that movie. I don't watch the movie a lot because there's so many parts where it's just like, it just hits me. You know what I mean? Right in the feels. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's got a lot of those moments. (laughs) Yes. And and the fact that, like, you know, Jonathan Kent's character hit as being the, you know, the dad uh, that's raising an alien. Damn good dad. Yes. And he really hammers it home where it's like, you can be whoever you want to be. Like he, he did a good job of not letting the fact that he had these, that Clark had these powers, like predefine him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he taught him the code. Yeah. He taught him the code hey. for sure. And it's just, uh, people, People bitch about that. Bitch about him dying in the tornado. Why didn't he save him? This, that, and the well, that's, other. But that's look, part of that's the plot, dog. That, that needed had to, to happen. happen. That made Superman Superman. Yeah, exactly. That was the moment where it was like that was his agent Coulson. Yes, 
I mean, and he tells them, he's like, you know, you need to go find where you came from, Clark. You need to find who your real parents are because there's clues out there somewhere. I don't know where they're at, but they're out there. So his dad passes and that's what he does. Like he goes out and he finds his, you know, his, his birth family, I guess you could say his birth heritage, whatever, you know, and it's, he wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for his dad, like being his dad, you know what I mean? I just, I'll be right back, guys. All right, man. I'm sorry. He's the best Superman. He is, man. I, I love this movie so much. Kevin Costner. Great pick for the yes. father role. Like he's, I he's dad him. material, man. He just, he something about it. And it's just, you know, there's just something about him. Like, you just want him to be your dad, you know? Like, exactly, yeah. And then when he I goes, him, it's like, damn. Yeah, I want him to come teach me life lessons, you know? The code. Yeah. He taught, you know, what was crazy was like, they're out there, they're like farmers, right? Yeah. Superman could farm the whole fucking thing himself. Yeah, no they didn't problem. Do it. No. They didn't roll like that. Now, you don't, don't abuse your powers. You don't, you know. Yeah. I mean, he could have used him. Yeah, he, he could have robbing banks him. or whatever, like yeah, killing but his was, enemies, you know. But no, like he taught him the code. He taught him to be humble. Yeah, he taught him that, to fucking. That's that's what made Superman Superman. Yes, exactly. If if Superman came from you know, rolled up from Krypton, he just rolled up like all the other dicks from Krypton. That like they think their shit doesn't stink. Yeah, you know? roll because they kind of yeah. got that feeling. Yeah, like you they're, know, they're real high, them. you know, high yeah. on their high horse, like yeah. But growing up there on that farm with the dad, you know, and there's you know working, yeah. You know, one scene you see him, he's wearing a ball cap, blue jeans, yeah, drinking a beer, yeah. He's Superman, dog. Yeah, That's he's what so made Superman. Superman, Superman. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that movie. No, it's the best no. Superman movie. Yeah, hands down. So. Fuck the haters, right? Yeah, fuck them, and that's that, that. You know, you know what I mean when I say like you got like, you know, there's so many different doctors. Yeah, everybody's got their doctor. You know, yeah, that's my doctor. That's my go-to. That's my Superman, dude. Like that's when I'm I'm like Superman. I'm like, no, dude, he's he's good. Like, yeah, he's the best so far. You know, he's I, not gonna, gonna be, be the last Superman, but he's well. It's gonna be hard to top. Real hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that Joker role. We got to get around to that in a minute. Real uh-huh. quick, we got to touch on it. But, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to top that Joker. Yeah. You know, oh, Christian yeah. Bell's Batman, okay, not bad. It's It can be topped, though. Well, I think that, you know. I, I've been uh, Affleck's Batman. Affleck's pretty already. Fucking good, dude. Yeah. Affleck's already kind of. He looks like Batman. He does. The chin. Yeah. You got to have a strong chin. I mean, he worked that chin out for real. Yeah, dude. He's got a fucking a chin on him. Like, yeah. He's been doing chin ups. A fucking. He's got a fucking. Yes. Yeah. So, and then those two together. Amazing. You know the scene where they fight? Like, yes. They're beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, I can't wait to get to that. Because I'm going to find. Know. I'm going to find another list like that. <laughs> oh, well, the people shit all over it. Oh, I know. I just remember all the hate that I heard for this Superman movie. Yeah. And then, and then the I trailer. watched it, and I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, I was, you know, I was, yeah. like, captivated. 
Yeah. Mouth was, breathing while I was watching that movie. Like, yeah. What's going to happen next, Roy? It took me away. Yeah. And for a little bit, I forgot about my shitty life. And I watched Superman kick ass. Yeah. Just and like Batman I did when I was Batman. a kid. Yeah, right. It worked. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Um, so we'll go ahead and hit on that real quick. Yeah. Um, there's rumors going around. I mean, um, I ain't trying to say I told y'all so. I didn't say, I'm just saying that Leonardo DiCaprio can play anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, uh, the, a source told the Hollywood reporter that Oscar winning actor, uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is being eyed to play the Joker. No offer has been made to DiCaprio. So this, is not a done deal by any stretch. Hollywood reporter also reports that Scorsese's deal is not finalized. Um, well, we talked about it about, you know, it's kind of weird that they're going to let uh what's his name? Right. Uh, hangover guy. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Yeah. Todd Phillips. And this is like a Joker movie, like set maybe in the eighties. Like I think they were going to set it in the twenties, thirties okay. gangster style. All right. Yeah. Oh, well I can Gang- see that then. Gangnam style, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by Gangnam style. You know? the only, if they get Leo to do it, that's the only way I'm going to be interested in seeing this movie. For real. Like, unless Scorsese directs it himself, or if they so get So you're Leo, all right with Leo playing the Joker? Well, if Leo's not going to be in a, a bad movie. No. And dude, so, it, it could be a bad movie and he would make it good. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's what kind of yeah. power he's got. Yeah. But I mean, he hasn't ever no. been in a bad I've movie. I've never seen him in a bad movie. Yeah, so my thing is is if he's attached legitimately attached to do it, then yeah, I'm going to be uh more interested. I I'll go to the theaters to watch it. If he's not attached and they're just doing it just because then no, I'm not going to go. Yeah, if they're going to pick some no name that can't act his way out of a brown paper bag, like, yeah, you know, I think they put his name out there just to see what the buzz would be. Yeah. See well, cause a lot be of, down with that. Well, I think a lot of people are excited, but a lot of people are like, why? Because it doesn't make sense. They keep doing this thing where it's like, uh, Affleck is going to be, Batman and the Batman, uh, the Justice League movie and Batman v Superman, but they're going to make other Batman movies that he's not even going to be attached to. Why would you do that? You know what I mean? Like that, that's what it does. I don't understand Yeah. why they're trying to bring other you, you actors. You should release in. them at the same time. It should be something that happens years down the road when he's retired as Batman. Exactly. He's like, I'm no longer playing Batman. You pass the torch. Yeah. Christian Bale, he passed the torch. Yeah, he was done. done. Yeah. He did three. We're good. Yeah. So. I mean, but that's a good take on it. Gangster style. I mean, we don't have that. Like. No. And I can see Leo. I mean, he'll be a good joker. Yeah. He would play a good me. He would play a good you. Like. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, my thing, like, they're, uh, they're hit, kind of hitting the joker backstory in Gotham. Yeah. And from what I've get heard, a Joker it's a movie. movie, huh? We're gonna get a Joker movie. Yeah, exactly. The so origins. Like, 
Yeah, they're hit. They're hitting his backstory a little bit in um, Gotham. If they're going to do, which the the Joker backstory has never been told before. That's what I'm saying. We're going to find out. Yeah. Why this motherfucker is is the way he is? Like. Yeah. That's what so I want to know. What made the Joker the Joker? Yeah. Well, my thing's always been like I've been more in. Not knowing is half the fun for me because, like, who knows how he got this? Less is up. more. Yeah, well, but like in, gonna... the, in the, the the Batman movie where he's like, "You want to know how I got these scars?" He tells like four different stories, so you don't, yeah, you, exactly. you still don't know how he got them, you know? Like, yeah. But uh, it'll be nice to just see something. Yeah, you know, I mean, Scorsese, come on. Yeah, if that if that goes through like that, where Scorsese is attached and um. Leo. Leo's I will go to the movies to watch it. I mean, damn. Yeah. What if the Joker's so, parents was like shot in Howie? Oh my God. And that's why him and Batman have this connection. Yeah. Cause we don't be, know. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, like we, we don't know why the Joker's, I mean, what's his backstory? Why is he fucking like what? that? Why is he fucking, why is he like well, Batman so thing. much? You know, no, there's a bromance there. Well, hearkening back to the whole idea of, like, what's the best way to put it? Like, the, the way, I just don't think superhero films or villain films or whatever you want to call it, I don't think DiCaprio, it, I feel like it would be such a different Joker. Well, I he's not like going to we be fighting Batman and shit. Well, it's we a Joker movie. See, well, that's the thing, though. We would not see him as the Joker we expect. <laughs> you know how if people any... were talking about making a Batman movie where Batman is just a detective? You know, he's just Batman around yeah. like Bruce Wayne in it, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's more or less him. It's more or less it would be Batman not really fighting but investigating. Which is yeah. Batman, a detective. I mean... Most of his analysis on his computers are not only through Wayne Tech satellites, but through him actually going out and doing He's stuff a great in detective. the field as Batman. That's how he beats his opponent. But with the Joker, where I'm getting at is, I feel like, and I, I mean, I mean, we've all been proven wrong. Look at the Heath Ledger performance of the Joker. Yeah. So I mean, so anything's possible. But I, I just don't think Leonardo DiCaprio, I feel like it would be phoned in if he did it. Are you against it? It's not that I'm against it. I would I would love to see a great performance out of that. I would love to see if they're going to do it, any kind of. Now, when, attempt, but when has he ever phoned something in? <coughs> really, though? Well, I mean, but but that but that's just that to me, I thought that's part of my point. His. He goes, the movies he does, doing a superhero film is so much of a, like, a, 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 the it's, other it's, side of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah, for sure. But he can do it. But, I mean, I don't know. I would love to see what the, <laughs> more of what the plot would be, more of what we would be getting, because that's the, that, that's the type of movie that would, that it would have to fall under. We would need to see at least, like, a, what he would look like. Or 
A, a good, just a decent. I think he's gonna look t-shirt. normal. He's wearing like gangster clothes, like <laughs> zoot suit, right? You know, like he's gonna have a pinstrap suit on. Yeah, you know, Tommy guns. Right. Oh, you know Tommy what I'm <laughs> That's what yeah, I think. Pretty- no face paint. None of that. Like this so, is the this is so, the Joker so, origin story. But see, that's almost that's almost it's taboo not really because, a Joker movie, you know. Well, that, that's almost taboo because theoretically, there's not really an origin to Joker. That's been one of the reasons that the Joker is such a good character. Is you don't. Yeah, you don't know where he's from. Yeah, I hit on that. I'm down because after this is a huge success, they're going to remake Dick Tracy and he's going to play Dick Tracy. You still think so? I'm banking on it. <laughs> I'd watch it. Of course I'd and watch it. And the rest it. of the world would watch it. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. Like I said, it, I'm interested if he's attached. If not, then I'm not because I think that like he's not going to attach himself to something that's not going to be good. Yeah. If he goes in, it's going to be worth watching. Yeah. So that's my take on it. Um, well, before we go, I got a couple of things that I want to throw out there. Uh, I went and watched, I went and watched it and, uh, I loved it so much that I want to go watch it again. Was it better than the original? It's different. Yeah. Um, it's different because the time period's different. Uh-huh. Instead of it taking place in the 50s as kids, it takes place in the 80s, yeah. the late 80s, like 88, 89. Well, they've updated it. Yeah. So, of course, with that change happening, then a lot of the things that happen in in the story it's changes because yeah. of their fears and all that stuff, you know? Uh, Skarsgård? As Pennywise is fucking creepy as shit, dude. That forehead is massive. <laughs> dude, he is so fucking creepy, man. It's great. I loved it. Um, you already give it a star? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I- I'll tell you this. I know for a fact that one of y'all two will love it. One of us? Yeah. I don't- yeah, there's one. Here's, that I'm my- not- <laughs> Here's my question. Is it just a blood gut? Do they go blood guts and gore with it, or do they go that extra step of kind of like psychologically terrorizing these kids? It looks like that. It's 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 not blood and gory. There's a few. There's a few. The biggest bloody part of the movie is the bathroom scene with um, Beverly. Is that the name? You know, whenever the where the room fills with blood and shit. Yeah, like that's the bloodiest part of the movie. Like nothing else really bloody happens. It's more of like you kind of see what each kid is afraid of. Of course, Pennywise plays off that fear, you know. Um, Nothing really too crazy. I mean, it does get creepy at some points, but it's nothing. I mean, as a horror movie, it's great, but it's. It's more than just a horror. It's weird. It's hard to explain because it's like. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's like watching, um, it's like watching, uh, Stand By Me. Okay. But it gets, it, it has that fun friendship. It's like, like Stranger Things with the Clown. 
Yeah. But yeah. scary, like way scarier than Stranger Things was. Yeah. yeah. And that ki- one of the kids from Stranger Things is in it, and he is incredible. It is R-rated for a, for a reason, because these kids say fuck. There's implied rape scenes happening. That's like, what it I'm gets talking real. about. And, it, and when is it that gets why blood, you said one of us was going to like it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Why do you say lie. that, though? Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and call it now. Call it. I'm not sure how Travis is going to feel about it, but I know for a fact that you'll love it, Adam. I'm calling it now. You're going to give it a full star. All right. I can't wait to see it. Is it worth <laughs> like, going to the theater to see? Yeah, dude. You, well, considering considering I, considering I, thoroughly, I enjoyed The Dark Tower, I see no reason why I'm probably not going to like it. Oh, it's for whatever it's For whatever it's changes, good or bad. Yeah. Well, it's a reboot. Um, you gotta change well, like, it a little bit. Me, you know? I mean, we don't. You don't want to see the exact same movie, you know? Well, like to me, the Stephen King universe. Stephen King's a fan of it. The Stephen King universe is always amazing, regardless of how well or not so well his movie versions are. And any chance to see a Hollywood budget version of it, I'm gonna find some level of entertainment out of it. Oh, you'll be entertained. Just the kids themselves being the kids is incredible, you know. And they they didn't. They're pl- making they another one, right? Yeah, they it's didn't plan part. for a yeah they didn't plan for a sequel until until after it came out. But now it, it's like the highest rate, uh, grossing R rated movie of all time. It's the highest beat grossing. The Hangover. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, it it beat Deadpool for oh. Day one, I think it was. R-rated day one ticket sales. Gross. And we were I worried believe. because it had a weird release date. Yeah, it beat, uh, it was the biggest, highest grossing movie ever released in September. Like, it, it grossed, I think, the last count that I saw was somewhere in the ballpark of like $130 million, something Ooh. like that. Right now, $172 million. Yeah. Holy shit. So they've gave it the you green know what the light. The budget was? Thirty. Thirty five. And it yeah. cost hundred and seventy two billion? They're gonna dude. make three more, you know? Dude, it's it is so good though, man. Wow. What a small budget. Yeah, but it Well you don't really <coughs> need much of a budget for that. No. I mean you have I feel like it's got a lot of uh practical effects. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of CG parts in it, of course. Um, uh, one thing that was practical was apparently 90% of uh, Pennywise's face, like his facial movements, because have y'all seen that article where it shows Scarsgard doing the Pennywise small without the makeup? Yeah. It looks the fucking same, dude. Yeah. And just as creepy, if not creepier, since it's just a normal face. No, dude, the creepiest part of the movie, and this isn't really a spoiler or anything, but this, the creepiest part of the movie is when they all go back to uh, to Bill's house, and they're doing the slideshow thing. Oh, with the and it's, zooms yeah. in on the face. Yeah, okay. So after, you know, after it shows that part in the trailer, then they're like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, and they kick it over, right? And uh, it flashes 
uh, one still on the wall, like it changes walls that it's projecting on, of course, because they knock it over. And it's a picture of Pennywise. It's all blurry. And then it clicks again and it's blank. Then it clicks again and it's a picture of him. Then it clicks again and it's blank again. And then the it clicks, it goes out and, and it comes back on and he's in it, crawling out of it. And he's oh. giant. He is so fucking, he's like half the size of the garage and he's like crawling after him and he's got like all the teeth and shit. Oh my God. And it's like pitch black. And every time it flashes, you see him and you see the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it was just so clever. It's just great filmmaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was so fucking scary. You know, I just read here that it's his biggest horror hit of all time now. Like this is, this movie's made the most money yeah. for him. Yeah. So good for him. It's it's good. I, I recommend everybody watch it because you will find something that you will like for sure. Um I also watched well, the Defenders. You float too. I, I float. <laughs> the Defenders. Uh, I watched, yeah, I finished TV the show? Defenders. Yeah. Well, I liked it. Yeah. I wish that it. I wish that it was longer than eight episodes. So this time it, it wasn't long enough. Yeah, yeah. Remember, we were always talking about how it was too long. Yeah. Now it it's only eight episodes. Well, you got a lot of characters there. You need more. Yeah. Uh, Sigourney Weaver was great, of course. Um, it, it's good. Uh, I want more. That's that's my biggest complaint with it. I wanted more. Um, and then I watched. Finally, the tick. Oh, dude, good. You guys haven't seen the tick. It is. I haven't watched the rest. I've seen the pilot, dude. They. they I'm going to start it now from the way this is going, dude. It it gets out there, and I wish that uh, Patrick Warburton was playing the tick still, but this dude that's playing him is perfect. Putty played the best tick, dude. Warburton was so good as the tick. He was so funny. Ah. Yeah. No, nah, this dude is 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 great, man. And like, it, it's over the top. It's gotta it's, be. It's bloody when it needs to be bloody. You know, it's just it's just so it's good. out there, man. Yes, it, one of the episodes, one of my favorite episodes. It's so fucking funny. Like Arthur goes to. Uh, his family's house because it's he's going to a birthday party and he's like tick stay here you know and he's like oh okay you know i'll stay here and hang out with this dude well then the tick shows up at the house you know and he's like hanging out with the family and the family loves him you know and he's like what are you doing here like it's so fucking funny like they keep talking to him about being a superhero and all this stuff it's just and he's dressed up as the tick yeah he stays in the tick yeah it's just so damn funny you know yeah i gotta watch it it's really good. You guys will love I'll it. Get up on that real soon. Yeah, it's. I want more. Like that's you know kind of like the defense, but I know more of the tick is coming. Mm-hmm. So, but I yeah, it's, it's good, man. Um, I mean, other than that, we've got. Um, oh, we got to say this. I I meant to start the show off with this, but uh, we'll go ahead and do it now. Toby Hooper. Oh, has yeah. passed. Yeah, he passed, man. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, and it what sucks, What was the man. other? 
He did another. He had another all huge. Ultra guys. Yeah, that's right. It's you know Spielberg had a lot to do with that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. When you think well, Pope, when you think horror just, movie, you really don't think Spielberg. It's just another reminder that, like you know, you know, we're all gonna die. Well, <laughs> never mind kidding. that. Yeah, I mean it's but happening, the, uh, man. We're getting older, and and they're dying off. It's happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's definitely getting to where it's it's like. The new, the new blood settling in, I guess. I don't know the, the right words the for it. Blood's on its way out, man. Yeah. Well, on the on the Toby Hooper, you know, uh, idea here. I, you know, we're gonna do these DC movies, and then we're gonna be into October, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay. if if you guys were interested, it's gonna it's gonna be a group participation act, but it's gonna be a game. Okay, and I was I've been trying to figure out how to do a game that incorporates all three of us where we can all participate without one person running the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I've come up with a way. I need you guys to come up with 15 movies and the release dates. We're going to do a roundtable release date death match. Oh for my God. Whoever wins gets to pick a horror series that we watch for how uh for october so you can do it, three movies and then a remake or the newest movie they come out with you know what i mean yeah so like if i win i'm gonna go ahead and say it if i win i want to do texas chainsaw massacre because mm-hmm. there's three movies and then there's a remake so that's perfect you know what i mean but what we're what i'm thinking is we all come up with 15 movies and the release date. And a- after we do Wonder Woman, we'll play the game. And the way we'll do it is I'll throw all of our names into the word uh, randomizer. Whoever goes first says the, you know, names the movie. Then whoever goes after that person has to give the date. And then the last person says either it was released before that date or after that date. Okay. Whoever gets Whoever gets it gets a point, right? And then it goes on to the next person. So, like, if Travis goes first, then he asks Adam. And then after that round is complete, then Adam goes, he asks me. And then after that's complete, then I go and I ask Travis. And we go in a circle. That way we all – and since we're doing – we're going to do 10 of them. But I, I, I recommend picking 15 movies in case that somebody picks the same movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. – and, Nothing super obscure, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? No necrom was it necromantic? Yeah, yeah. Nothing super, super, super obscure, because that'll be hard as fuck. Yeah, like you don't pick a movie that only three people watched. Yeah, please. So, what do you guys think? Yeah, it sounds fun. Sounds, yeah, man, sounds good to me. I'm right. down to. I hope you win so we can watch Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> the one with I'll, Matthew McConaughey's in it is fucking funny. Yeah, well, that, and his robot leg. <laughs> <laughs> so that I thought that would be perfect. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two was great. I love it. And then Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three, of course. Three was the one fun. with Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's scary ass character. Yeah, right. All of them like a fucking nut. Yeah. 
That's before. I mean, dude, he... just just picture him. I mean, he's big as fuck. You know, he's wearing <laughs> that like a butcher outfit. Got the the apron. Yeah, with the robot leg. <laughs> yeah. No, but he's got the apron and shit, and he's got the chainsaw, and he's running at you with a leather face on. He's like. Eah! That's scary as fuck, man. <laughs> I hate it though. <laughs> I mean, dude. Uh, yeah. What's Tope his malfunction? Fucking, yeah, he's a genius. Well, his story though, it's so interesting. You know, he came up with Texas Chainsaw Massacre because he was sick of all the horror movies yeah. that was coming out at that time. He did the like, thing. He's like, I made a movie I wanted to see. Yeah, like this is what I thought was interesting. And apparently a lot of other people thought it was too, you know? So good for him. Well, at the time, most of the horror movies are real campy, you know, kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. Just kind of get, getting away from actually being a scary movie. Yeah. Well, and then Poltergeist. Poltergeist was great. I mean, damn dude. Like, yeah. Who doesn't that, know? What is it? Go into the light, Carol Ann. <laughs> into the there. light. <laughs> um, that's a was it worth it? Poltergeist. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, has anybody got anything else? I don't, man. Nah, man. We covered it. I mean, you know, it's getting late. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta fucking go to uh, work. I survived a hurricane. Yeah, you know, went went Monday to Friday. The power's back on today. It's Friday. Great. It's Friday, Friday. Yeah, it was raining oh, yeah, sideways. Guess what, guess what tomorrow is, guys? Saturday. <laughs> For, uh, <laughs> no, but tomorrow is actually uh, Mine and Deidre's uh, six-year anniversary. Whoa, oh, shit. Happy anniversary, guys. Yeah, oh, my God. Happy anniversary. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. Six Don't years, do- man. Don't do anything. I How long have you been together? <laughs> We've been together for eight years, but this oh is our sister's marriage. It's almost, almost a decade. For, yeah, for 10 years. We're getting old, guys. Yeah. I won't talk about it. Oh, we're, we're getting happy. What are you guys going to do? Uh, well, sadly, we got to work. But hey. on, our, on my off days, Monday and Tuesday, we're going we're gonna to go do, do some. Yeah. Go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that's that's actually what we plan on doing. We're gonna go watch it. I want to see it now. Yeah, dude, you'll love it. Oh, you know, whenever you're talking about coming over here because of the storm, I was like, I told Marina, I was like, I hope he does, so I can go watch that movie again. Because she didn't go, (laughs) she didn't go with me to watch it because she's she's afraid down or she's afraid of clown. Oh my god, well, she's one of those people. Oh, she has she has chlorophobia. Yeah. That's that what it's called. Well, see, they put that scene online where uh, he rips Georgie's arm off, mm-hmm. and she's. We decided to go to the movies, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll go." And then at the last minute, she's like, "No, nah, I don't think I want to." So I was like, "Okay, well, since you're not going to go, I'm going to show you this scene real quick." And she started crying oh, after she that's watched fucked it. Fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't expect that Did kind you feel of bad? A little bit. Did you hug her? After I got through laughing, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just playing. Oh, yeah, I felt man. that. Yeah. Clowns. Never yeah. been afraid of clowns. No. They're clowns. 
What this mean, fucking, yeah. What's up with this fucking clown shoes over here? Yeah, look at this dude, you know? Now, the scene where he's in the water and he just comes shuffling up out of that shit. Oh, in the trailer, When I saw that, I was like, that's unsettling. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's a good balance, man. It's a good balance of... Um, Everything. Being super creepy, but super fun and lighthearted at the same time. Yeah. You know? We got the kids. And, yeah, but the kid. It. The kids are just kids, though. They're not like, um, you know, like the kids from the Goonies were like those extra special kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, the these short kids bus are, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, that ain't what I, but you know what I mean? They're like, these kids are like calling each other, you know, cocksuckers and all this. Yeah. Like, they're like, well, dudes. like real kids. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's great, man. I got to watch it. You'll like it. That clown costume is fucking a trip. Yeah. Oh, wait till you see him fucking at the end where he's dancing. It gets real. Oh, God. What's he dancing to? It just, they they go into the sewer and he's in this fucking. It's just like a hell looking thing. And he's in there like, it's, it's so creepy because the, he's doing some kind of weird shuffle thing. When you see it, you'll know. But the camera, the camera is fixated on his head. So his head moves and the camera moves, but everything else is acting all crazy. It's so Mm -hmm. fucking creepy, man. I love it. I got to see it. It's old American. Yeah, it's good. It's worth the price of admission. I will say that. I can't wait to do it. Was it worth it? Oh, It was worth it. And <laughs> like, I can fact, settle it now. Yeah, the fact that it took place in the 80s was crazy, you know? Yeah. That's, that's better for now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think that's got about everything covered here. Yeah. Uh, next week, we're going to do Batman v Superman. Yeah. I'm going to find another list of what the, whatever the was wrong. Yeah, so we can hear somebody bitch about stupid shit again. Why not? Yeah, I mean, you know, the reason I, I want to review their review. Yeah, okay, that's Zero what we're stars. doing, you know. Yeah, that's what we did. We just we we did a review for a review. Yeah, of a movie that's great that everybody shit on for no particular reason. I just had nothing better to do, man. Yeah, fuck them. Go go pull up the scene where he learns to fly, and if you're not pulled in by then, don't you know. This is this movie wasn't for you. Yeah. Yeah. What Trav said. Checks in the mail, baby. <laughs>